The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Let's go! Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, one-on-one showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, October 5th, 2023. Listeners, please welcome buzzworthy content creator, C-Spot Run. Welcome to the show. What's up? Ooh, the crowd goes wild. Ah! <laughs> I mean, you're sort of laughing at it, but I feel like they really are. Like, you <laughs> you are buzzworthy, sir. Like, the people have been loving your content. It certainly caught my eye, so definitely I was like, I need to have him on so that he can share his story with the listeners and with your fans. Let's do it. Ask me everything you want to know. Awesome. Perfect. I love I love uh, the openness. So typically, I like to start off these one-on-one interviews by getting some unique stats out the way. So what's your height and weight? So I am 5'9", 5'11", on paper. <laughs> I'm about a 170. Um, it fluctuates between like 170, 175. What's your ethnic background? So I'm African-American, and I got a little bit of Native American in there as well. What's your zodiac sign? I am a a Leo sun sign. My rising sign is Scorpio, and then my moon sign is Taurus. And how old are you? Oh, I'm ancient. We're not going to talk about how old I am. (laughs) No, I'm 36. Oh, yes. That's, yeah, that's like the Stone Age right there. Oh my God, I'm ancient, bro. We just we just cut that out the interview. <laughs> <laughs> you are not ancient. Calm down. You're zaddy status. I feel right <laughs> at this point. I, I guess we can go with that. Okay, we'll go with that. Mini, mini zaddy. Yes. So let's get to know the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? So I was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, grew up there, and then I moved to Miami um, in 2021. All right, that's what's up. Let's talk about life for you growing up. What was young C-Spot Run like? Um, I, I was a typical little video game playing kid. I was I like to go outside, play, run around, you know. Um, pretty straightforward. Um, I don't know. Pretty regular Christian-based, uh, homegrown Christian, as they say. Um, went to public school. Um, I went to a German school uh, in elementary, and then uh, in high school, I went to Catholic school. All right. And, um, well, I feel like we should talk about the most obvious thing. For those out there that know you as a performer, we should talk about vitiligo. And uh, as, as I sort of ask you the question, I want to sort of preface this by saying, I'm sure a lot of the listeners, you know, if they have been following your content, they clearly know that you have vitiligo. But maybe for some of the listeners that maybe don't know, maybe they just found this interview and they did not know that about you. Maybe some people might be listening and they're like, I've heard that word before, but I don't really know what it means. Or maybe they've seen people with it, but they don't really fully understand it. I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest expert on vitiligo. Like, I I know what it is, and I know that people, you know, exhibit that. But personally, I I don't know much about it. So I'm I'm actually really interested in hearing what you have to say about it as somebody that's living with it. So can you share with the listeners what vitiligo is and... uh, how long have you been expressing it? You know, was it something that you've always had as a kid or was it something that developed over time as you grew up? Okay. So, um, a, a easy explanation is vitiligo is just a skin condition. It's kind of similar to albinism, but it's not the same. Um, so basically the melanin cells, they call them melanocytes. Um, they basically just kind of go dormant. Um, nobody really knows what causes it. It can, it can occur at uh, any time. Um, but basically your your melanin goes to sleep, if you will, 
and so it results in white patches um, on your body. And there's, I know there's a couple different uh, types of it. I don't want to get the names wrong, but there's one where it, like, starts at the tips of your body and goes inward, and then there's one where it, like, starts um, in, like, your crevices and then spreads out, and then there's some other random, uh, you know, uh, appearances in uh, different um, – I don't know how to say it, but it's a, there's other types of vitiligo, too. Um, it doesn't really affect you, really, other than, you know, just the color. Um, I wouldn't say I have, like, super sensitive skin or anything, but I do, you know, make sure to wear sunscreen and stuff like that. Um, there's no pain. You can't feel it or anything. Um, let's see. What else can I say about vitiligo? It's, it affects, like, between depending on your population and where you live in the world, it's between uh, 0.5 to 4% of the population. So it's it's pretty rare. Um, and so for me, it's funny for us, it's a hereditary, it is a a hereditary thing. So, um, all of my, we get it from my mom. So all of my mom's kids, um, and our, and her grandkids have it, most of us anyway. And so like when my brothers or sisters or anybody has a baby, it's like, oh, does the baby have spots? And you know, we used to just call it spots. And for the longest, uh, we actually didn't know it was vitiligo. We just would say they were birthmarks. You know what I mean? It's kind of our family trademark. Um, so um, growing up with it, I guess, of course, it was kind of hard. You know what I mean? Kids are cruel. Um, when I was younger, I just had, like, a little dot on my forehead, and then I had some patches on – I had, like, a big patch on my knees and my shins. And then around seventh grade, I got this white mark on my uh, lip, my upper lip, and then I was, like, turning gay. So it was just, like – it was just such a – it was a hassle. <laughs> um, but overall um, – I love having vitiligo. Um, I wouldn't change it for the world. I actually um, have a kind of a weird story about it because my mom's a beautician. And so, you know, high school, you know, all those hormones are kicking in. And I started getting depressed about it. And I just, you know, I never wanted to be completely gone, but I just wanted the, the one on my face to be gone. And so we found a dermatologist and we were, um, you know, he, he diagnosed it like, oh, it's vitiligo. He gave me a cream and an ointment. And I was taking it for a while, and the really only the only side effect was like you would get this like huge zit, like I get one huge pimple. There's one huge pimple, but other than that, it was like pretty straightforward. And so one day my mom was uh, doing my hair, and I'm like, Mom, you know, let's see how it would look, you know, with it being gone. You know what I mean? Like he put some makeup on me so I could see what it looks like, and she put the makeup on me, bro, and I was just like, Oh hell no, like <laughs> just. I was like, it's crazy because you think you want to be something, like, you know, all this pressure, and oh, I just wish I was normal. And I freaking put that makeup on, bro, and it was like, oh, hell no, nah, I'm just going to have to be blotchy. This is who I am, you know, represent for the Spotty Brothers. <laughs> I appreciate the education that you gave myself as well as the listeners. Like, you had stats and stuff. Like, I'm, I was really impressed by that. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm glad to hear it just because I feel like a lot of us – you know, are incredibly clueless about it, and I think a lot of people are very scared to ask questions because they're scared that the questions are going to come out either moronic sounding or it's going to be incredibly clumsy, you know, the way that they're going to ask the question. So I appreciate the knowledge that you shared, and um, especially because, I mean, I feel like nowadays, for whatever reason, you know, visibility is always important, you know, with, you know, things, you know, whether it's skin conditions or this or that or the other. And the fact that there are much more, like, mainstream models out there that have vitiligo, I think there is a bit more of an awareness of it out there. But I still feel like people are incredibly ignorant about it. So I appreciate the knowledge that you shared. And in that ignorance, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, kids... You know, there is an innocence with kids, but at a certain age, you know, when you look different, the kids point it out, and that's where bullying happens. So it's incredibly unfortunate that you had to go through that growing up. Well, yeah, you know, um, I'm always the type of person, like, I won't say I'm pro-bullying, but I will say, you know, um, teasing does help you get get a tough skin, no pun intended. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, it was definitely hard. Um, at certain times, like I said, I was depressed, you know, at some points I was even kind of suicidal, you know what I mean, thinking about it, but 
um, the older I got and then that experience, you know, just kind of seeing myself without it, like, you know what I mean? I, I saw the value in it and I was like, you know, I don't want to be just some plain Jane dude. You know, when we talk about Vitiligo, you know, it's two people we always got to mention, you know, it's Michael Jackson and um, Winnie Harlow, you know, um, mm-hmm. Michael, a lot of people didn't actually know, and some people still don't believe to this day, but he actually did have Vitiligo and um, that's where he started with the gloves and wearing the handkerchief and all that stuff. And then Winnie Harlow is kind of the one who kind of put it on the, global scale because she was just she was open with it you know she didn't hide it she had vitiligo she was on top model and she kind of like changed the game and so um kudos to her and i hope to meet her one day it'll be super awesome very nice yes that would be hella dope yeah she really did bring so much awareness you know and props to her i feel like we've i've seen other models with vitiligo like you know i feel like she's sort of a like a bit of a pioneer in that in the modeling world so yeah awesome all right so let's talk about you and your sexuality how would you define your sexuality so i would say um i would say i'm like i would say bisexual leaning more towards gay um so like i'm into girls but like they made me so weird like text me back to seventh grade (laughs) so awkward so weird to say that like like with a dude is like come on bro we know what's going on but like girls is like oh my god what do i do but Definitely uh, leaning more towards gay. Um, but, you know, fluid, I guess. I don't really do the, the labels, but I guess I say fluid. Mm-hmm. When did you first start realizing your attraction to the same sex? It was like puberty, man. It was like everybody was just hot. Like, as soon as I hit puberty, like, of course, like, naturally I was gravitating towards females. But, like, it was just something about pecs, bro. Like, I just could not stop staring at pecs. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know? And so at first I'm like, oh, no, something's wrong. I don't know what's going on. And I'll never forget, like, the first time I saw, like, a gay porn. I remember Vibe magazine. It was, like, this urban magazine talking about music and all this stuff. And for this particular um, issue had, like, a porn interview, and there were, like, four different porn stars. There was, like, two girls and two guys. And one of the guys was Peter North. And so, you know, I'm old enough to where we had, like, LimeWire and Kazaa and all this stuff. And so you could, like, download files online and, like, look at porn. And so I'm trying to, like, I'm Googling all these people. Or not Googling, well, not Googling, but, you know, uh, researching all these people. And so I just so happened to put Peter North in there. And apparently he started his porn career doing gay porn. And I had never, like, mm-hmm. I had never even seen gay porn. You know what I'm saying? And so this video pops up, and this dude is sucking another dude's dick, and I'm like, whoa. Like, I'm just, i like, oh, I've never felt this feeling before. What's going on here? And I'm like, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, that's kind of how I was introduced to the man-on-man action, if you will. <laughs> All right. You saw something, and it, it clicked. I was like, holy shit, bro. Like, I was like, I just was not prepared. I was like, oh, oh. And so, next thing you know, I went down a rabbit hole, and there you go. There you go. Yes, yes. And you learned about all different kinds of holes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All Pun right. Fully now. intended. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So, I would assume, based off of the fact that you're a millennial, you know, uh, I feel like the millennials are maybe like the last generation that had sort of like a coming out moment or a moment in which, you know, you sort of reflect within yourself and, you know, you uh, accept whatever identity that you realize you are and that sort of thing. Did you have a moment like that where you, whether it was privately for yourself or amongst friends or family that you came out for lack of a better word? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I remember in high school, you know, like I said, um, I was picked on for a lot of different reasons. And so it was like right after I got over <clears throat> getting picked on for vitiligo, then I was like depressed because everybody was picking on me, calling me gay and all this stuff. And it was like, I think the thing that was the biggest, um, I guess the thing that made, you know, the the thing that made me feel bad is like, I didn't understand, like, how could people look at me and just be like, oh, he's gay. Like, I didn't get it. I didn't feel like a feminine dude. I didn't feel like – and there's nothing wrong with that. But, I mean, I just didn't get the correlation, like, how could people tell, you know? And so there was this this feeling of trying to be more butch and always trying to, I guess, I won't say hide because I'm naturally kind of a more masculine guy. But, you know, um, but, you know, it was just, like, kind of spinning around in my head. Like, how do they know? How do they know? Da, da, da. 
And then I don't know, it was like the summertime came around and um, I just was like, you know, shit. I mean, what can they say? I don't care about the spots anymore. And then if I am gay, like what difference does it make? What can they, what can they say? You know? And so <clears throat> I kind of accepted it for myself. And then um, the first person I told was my cousin, my girl cousin. And I told, uh, told a couple cousins. And then it was a couple years later before I, like, kind of came out to my parents. Um, my dad didn't take this well, uh, understandably so. You know, he's an old-school guy, kind of gangster. You know, um, we're born on the same day. You know, your son's gay. You know, it's kind of hard to accept. Um, and then my mom, she was okay, but she was kind of in denial with it. Like, uh, you know, maybe it's just a phase, you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I definitely had that moment. I'd say, um, when I came out to my cousins, I was probably like 16 or 17. And then my parents, I probably was like 23, maybe, you know, I could say I had multiple, uh, coming out moments. You know what I mean? It's like, you come out to your, your cousins and your friends and then, you know, your parents and so on and so forth. So, um, I definitely had a few of those moments. <laughs> Let's talk about what was going on with your life prior to becoming a content creator. Okay, so um, it, I consider myself a general creative. I love, like, all types of performing arts, art in general. I like to sing, dance, act, I draw, write in a book, all this stuff. And so um, it was funny. I was pursuing dancing a lot. I was dancing with a company, and then the church I go, to, I went to, it's called Crossroads. It's a pretty big church in Cincinnati, and um, we were, like, in a small group setting. They, like, would, you know, every so often, like, once a year, we would have this, um, they would call it the journey, and, like, you would, like, meet up with these random people and be in a group and, well, you know, discuss life and all this stuff. And so I was in this group with all these old guys, and I was telling them, like, I wanted to do music, I wanted to, you know, be on stage and all this stuff, and they were, like, my challenge was, like, to join the, the church play. And I'm like, oh, God, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, God, what have I got myself into? So I um I joined the, the cast, and it was cool. And one day we were at a rehearsal, and there's this girl who comes up to me, and she's like, oh, my God, I'd love to shoot you, you know? And I'm like, oh, my God, what have I done? I'm sorry, you know, please, no, <laughs> you know, joking around. And she's like, no, I want to shoot you like a model. Like, let's do some pictures. So I'm like, whoa, I never even would have, you know, considered myself in that aspect. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we took some pictures, and then that kind of got me into modeling. And so I was doing, um, I was dancing, I was doing modeling, and um, working on my music. And so um, when I decided to move to Miami, you know, it kind of just took off for me um, with the modeling and stuff. So I met a guy, his name's uh, Alfie. Um, he's pretty, he's pretty, um, pretty well known he's a, like a kind of a, a social media socialite he does a lot of stuff very popular guy and we were friends and one day randomly he just texted me like hey man i'm about to do a photo shoot you want to join and i'm like sure why not you know what i mean i had literally been in miami maybe a month and you know he picked me up we went to do a shoot and he's like oh, are you okay it's like jock straps and stuff like your butt's gonna show and i'm like eh, why not shit i'm modeling hey let's let it all hang out and so um we did the shoot it was for the carterware brand and, you know, we posted them online, and next thing I know, like, my shit was going up. Like, you know, went to 10K on Instagram, and everything started going up. And so I was, like, pursuing modeling. It was really fun. All right. So what led from modeling to working in the arena of adult content creation? So it's actually kind of funny uh, and random. So I met this guy, uh, my ex-boyfriend. He's actually in some of those videos. And so we were just hanging out one day. You know, I was new to Miami. You know, Miami's like a hustle city. Like, you got to have a job, a hustle. You got to do some fraud. You know, it's like a meme that goes around, like, you need to fraud, a hustle, some illegal activity, and a, main, a full-time job to make it, you know. Um, so I was, like, hustling around. I had a job at Crunch, and then I was uh, doing DoorDash and whatnot. He's like, you're pretty hot, man. Why don't you just do OnlyFans? And I, like, had never thought about it. Like, I don't want to do OnlyFans. And then I was like, man, like, he kind of, like, you know, encouraged me, pushed me a little bit, and I just started a page. And, like, I never was on Twitter or X or whatever. I just never took that platform seriously. But I just uh, I started the page, put the links up, and threw up a couple butt pictures, and, I mean, the rest was history. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so so you skyrocketed to the top just like that? Because, I mean, you have quite a following on 
I'm still calling it Twitter. Sorry, Elon. But you do have quite a following <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, man, it was crazy. Like, you know, it's like, it's almost how they say, like, the stuff that you focus so much on and you put so much, like, you stress yourself out about it. Oh, I need to make the right post. Like, that, like, but, like, that, it seems to struggle. But the shit you don't care about, like, you're just like, yeah, let me post an ass picture, whatever. And it, like, it just blew up. Like, I had no idea. Like, I, I literally had no clue. Like, probably the first time I got in the space and people were, like, yelling at me and angry because, of my likes and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, what? Like, I never even knew people took me that serious. And they're like, you've got 60K on there. And I'm like, oh, uh, well, I guess, okay. I guess I'm kind of a big deal, I guess. <laughs> like, I literally had no idea, bro. It was just like kind of an outlet, like, oh, let me post a couple butt pictures on uh, Twitter and see what happens. And then next thing I knew, man, it just was, it was going up. And at first I had the page private, so I would, like, have to sit there and, like, accept all these buttons. Mm-hmm. I just have to keep putting accept, 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 accept. You know what I mean? And so um, eventually I wound up just making it public just to forget the hassle. I will say stay out of the spaces if you want to stay oh, those, sane. Those people, I, I have literally, <laughs> I will literally never, it's like the fucking, how can I say, man? It's like the fucking backlash of society. Those people are so angry. It's like, goodness gracious, man. Like, you guys need a puppy or something. Like, somebody, y'all need counseling, a puppy, a therapist, a fucking life coach. Like, Jesus, give them the strength. <laughs> That's too funny. So, in total, in total, how long would you say you've been an adult content creator, creating adult media? Uh, I would say about a year, about two years, I guess. Like, because it was really, like, literally, like, maybe three or four months after I moved to Miami, like maybe I think because I moved to Miami in April and I think by maybe September, October, I might be hitting my anniversary here. So, um, so about two years. All right. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. <laughs> yes. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. So prior to, the moment where your Miami boo was like, this is what you should do. Had porn ever crossed your mind as something that you wanted to try? I mean, you did mention that you watched it. You know, you had your favorites and all that kind of stuff. But did you ever see yourself making erotica? You know, it's so funny, too, because it's like my buddy was uh, kind of grilling me the other day. Like, bitch, you do porn. Like, you need to, like, just do the fucking porn. I'm like, I don't really do porn. He's like, no, bitch, you do porn. <laughs> I mean, you kind of do, sort of. You know, and so it's like, oh, I guess, you know, it's like, I don't know. Like I said, man, it's like some stuff you're, like, kind of super nice a lot about. You don't even think about it. It's like, oh, wow, I guess this does kind of change my entire image. Yeah, what? And so, um I don't know what horny kid has not thought about like, oh fuck, I could do porn. It'd be so such a cool job. You just get to have sex all the time. You know what I mean? But I guess how can I say? I never really. It was never something I desired to do per se. Like you know what I mean? It wasn't like on a. It's not on my bucket list. Like you know, you got stuff like, oh, I want to be able to perform for a big artist. You know, I want to open up for a great concert or. I want my art to be featured in this magazine. I, it never was like, oh, and I want to be like a top porn star. It never, like, never crossed my mind. It was like hot because, you know, you want to meet the porn stars. You want to fuck them. But I never was like, yeah, man, like top ten life goals, definitely got to do some porn. Like it just never was a thing. <laughs> Let's talk about your performer name, C-Spot Run. How did you come up with your performer name? Um, you know, I, I was just thinking, you know, cause people on Twitter have such creative names. Like I, there's this one person named, um, Hispanic at the disco, Hispanic at the disco. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Like, I just love like the little, you know, funny little names. Um, so I just, I don't know. It's kind of like reclaiming the, uh, you know, like, like putting a stamp on it. Like I got vitiligo, you know, I got spots and, um, I don't know. It was just it just came to me. I was like, "What could my name be?" And I was just like, "Man, C Spot Run," because I didn't want to like play into the whole uh, like it's certain stuff that's kind of like I don't know. Maybe it's just for the vitiligo community, but it's like some shit is just played out. Like I'm not gonna be Domino or fucking Leopard Boy or nothing stupid like that. So I had to like kind of be a little creative. You know, it is a children's book, so it's kind of weird. But I just I don't know. It was the first thing that popped in my head, and I was like, "C Spot Run." You know, why not? 
let's go with that. Let's talk about when you first started doing content. I mean, clearly, as you mentioned, you uploaded, you know, some photos and that kind of stuff. But when you sort of evolved beyond just photos and started to create video content, what was that like for you? Were you a natural in front of the camera? Were you comfortable, like, immediately? Did it take you some time to get comfortable in front of the camera? You mentioned that you know, you were in a relationship and that a lot of the early scenes were with him. So was it easy because it was someone that you knew and you were comfortable with to sort of express yourself sexually on video? Well, yeah, you know, um, I had already, you know, I was already a closet freak. You know, I had my own personal, like, little videos that I had created. You know what I mean? Um, I never thought it would be in the public eye, but, you know, I was a freaky guy. Like, oh, I'll record it. Let's see what it looks like. You know? Um, and then with him, you know, we were like madly in love. It was all crazy, passionate, Latino relationship, typical, you know, fighting and all this stuff. So we was like, you know, he was a freak. He was down for it. And he like always wanted to make videos. So I was like, I was completely fine with it. Um, as far as like, cause you know, it was somebody I knew we felt comfortable with each other anyway. And, um, it just was natural. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, I wasn't doing it to perform. I was just showing people me having sex. You get what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's kind of like what's weird for me now is like trying to collab with people. It's kind of like, it's kind of weird to me because for me, like, and what I think about porn and what like sexual content is like supposed to, it's more of a, a peek inside my personal life as opposed to me trying to perform for someone, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think a lot of the content creators like get fall down that hole of, oh, I need better content and everyone's doing this and this is what they want to see. And it's like, I've never really, that's never been my like uh, business model, I guess, if you will. Like mine was just like, bitch, you hoes want to see me do freaky shit, then have a look. But it's like, um, it's, so it's easier when it's like somebody you're right into, you kind of are freaking around anyway. Like if you meet up with a guy, you're going to fuck anyway. And he's like, and you're like, He's like, oh, you want to record? It's like, yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? As opposed to, like, meeting some guy who's popular and you try to record and it's awkward and you don't like the chemistry and then they're trying to, like, you know, do you like they do the guys in the video? And it's just, like, like it just, I don't know. It's, like, it's kind of like a struggle I've hit. Like, it's kind of, it's like a, I'm in this weird place now where it's like, mm, do I want to just keep, do I want to, like, take it to that level and just meet up with all the people that everybody wants to see? Or am I just going to keep it, like, super amateur, like, random hookups and we this guy's cool with it? You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. I, got, I think I answered the question. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 totally. Absolutely. <laughs> now, what I want to ask you, because, I mean, you are heading towards 100K followers on what's currently called X, but will what will forever be known as Twitter. That is incredibly impressive. You've been doing this, as you mentioned, for about two years. Why do you think you've clicked with your fans? Like, why do you think, you know, your fans have embraced you? Well, you know, it's so crazy, man. You know, it kind of, it's really encouraging. And sometimes it, like, makes me tear up a little bit. Um, not necessarily on Twitter, but, you know, it's so many times people will comment or DM me and be like, oh, my God, bro, you're, like, so brave. You know, I could never do that. Like, I'm just so so good to see somebody who's so accepting of themselves and stuff like that. And, like, in my mind, it's like, bro, I wake up every day with spots. I don't, like, think about it. You know what I mean? I'm just some dude. It's like I forget sometimes I have it of Lego. You know what I mean? Like, I forget, like, oh, I'm different than everybody. And so, um, especially, you know, in social media, so many people are trying to compete. So many people are trying to, you know, show this best side of themselves, you know? And... You know, it's, uh, I think people just connect to the fact that, you know, hey, I'm just here and I'm out there and I'm willing to show it, you know. Um, I think also with the vitiligo, you know, it's not a lot of guys per se with vitiligo doing it. Like I said, it's only at the most is 4% of the population. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a niche, you know, it's like a little specialization, you know what I mean? Um, everyone, you know, it's kind of rare to see. So I think people are interested because it's unique. Um, also, too, because, you know, I think, hmm, I don't know, maybe because, I don't know, everybody loves my ass. <laughs> it's so crazy because, you know, I consider myself most more of a top. And, you know, I don't have this, you know, the stereotype is black dudes got these huge Gaganda dicks, you know what I mean? Like, what kind of forever? And, you know, I just got like a little above average dick, you know. And 
So, like, my top videos never do as well, but, like, if I drop a video of me playing with a dildo or some shit, they, like, go crazy. So, um, I think there's a couple different factors, but mostly I would say definitely the vitiligo is my claim to fame. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, might as well claim it. Hey, we repping it, man. Living the black life. What can I say? But, um, I don't know. It's funny. Um, you know, it's different types of requests. Like, I think kind of, you know, porn kind of is already is established thing. And so um, you get different requests. And I'm not the type of person, like I said, I'm not the type of person who's just going to do it just because you want me to do it. Like, you know, it's like I've got requests for, like, the poop videos. And, you know, somebody will ask you to get fisted. And then if somebody wants to, you know, I don't know. It's just all type of crazy. You know what I mean? When you do butt shit, you know, it comes with all type of stuff, you know. Um, but, you know. It just varies. I mean, it's all about the person and what they want to do. So, what do you enjoy most about starring in adult scenes? Um, what can I say? What do I enjoy the most? I mean, meeting up with hot dudes is just—you know—I mean, that's great. You know what I mean? Um, I like that. I mean, the money is great. <laughs> you know, getting paid to do—you know—it's like I'm going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? To get paid for it. it's like why not? Like it. It's like the lady who, like, gets paid to sit there and eat crab legs. Like, I mean, she's eating the crab legs anyway. Why not get paid? You know what I mean? <laughs> so the money is definitely a plus. Um, what else can I say? What do I like? I don't know. It's kind of cool, like, to, like, have guys that you grew up, like, beating off to, like, writing you, like, oh, your shit's hot. So that's, like, cool. Like, oh, I never would have thought I would have access to these people, you know? Um, that could be good or bad, but depending on the person. But, um you know, it's cool. Um, there's a couple different things that I say were pluses, but yeah, definitely, I would say the money is definitely the best part. <laughs> I'm not like super, I'm not too much of an exhibitionist per se. Like, I don't really get a rush off of it from that, in that aspect. Um, but, you know, I would say definitely the money is the, the, the top, the top, uh, <laughs> the top benefit of it. How would you describe your fuck style? How would you describe your style of fucking? Um, it depends on the person. I'm more of a passionate guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's one thing that's, like, kind of irritating me, too, like, the way porn is going. It's like, all this, I want to destroy your hole, and I'm going to pound you out and fucking destroy you, and uh, you're my sex slave. Like, I'm not into that shit, man. Like, I'm the type of guy who, like, wants to, like, I'll, like, I'm the type of top where I want the bottom to nut. Like, the bottom nuts, I'm good. Like, I don't even have to. Like, I mean, I will. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I want to come. But it's like, the bottom nuts, I'm good to go. Like, yeah, bitch. You like this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, could take this shit. So I would consider myself passionate. Um, you know, I could be aggressive if they like that. You know, my ex was definitely into that. Like, it definitely pushed my boundaries a little bit because I wasn't used to, like, somebody who, like, really wanted to be. He, like, wanted me to hurt him almost. And so <laughs> I'm like, bro, I don't really, like, I want you to feel good. I'm like a pleaser. And so, um, you know, I consider myself, like, you know, Mr. Come, make you feel good. I don't want to be. Mr. Dom Top, serve me, worship me, then put my foot on your neck. I'm not that type of guy. Let's, and then there's a bottom, oh wait, though, go ahead. I'm, like, super fucking pillow princess. Like, do not pull the wrong move or I'm out. Like, it's like, oh, my God. Like, it's the, I'm, like, literally the most fickle bottom, bro. Like, legit dudes be, like, so pissed. And I'm like, bro, I'm just not into it. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to be judgmental or any of that stuff. But it's like, mm -mm. and it's like, I think the thing for me, it's like you have to, for me as a bottom, but like I said, I want for me as a top, I want to please the bottom. So I take that same mentality for when I'm bottoming. And it's like almost never the case. Like these tops just want to come and just bash you out, and it's all about them. And it's like, bro, like I have to use this asshole tomorrow, okay, later on today. Like, I can't have you just destroying my shit. Like I said, I'll go up off of booty pictures. I can't be at my butthole just looking all fucking crazy. you just trying to destroy my shit. And, like, Dudes don't spend enough, I feel like tops don't spend enough time with the foreplay. Like, you got to turn me on to get me to do this shit that you want me to do. Like, if a guy just comes to me like, oh, yeah, I want to come on your face, it's like an instant turnoff. Like, I don't want you, like, no. Like, oh, I want to come inside you, instant turnoff. But, like, they want to please you. They want to kiss all over your body. They want to motherfucking have you going crazy. Okay, that's where I'm at. And I may let you come on my face after that. But, like, if you lead with that, mm -mm, I'm cool. It's just, mm -mm. and that's why I know I'm like not a bottom, like because it's like it seems like bottoms just love that, like they want to get tossed around and want to get their face come on and fucking oh use me in the beauty. Nah, no, not me.
<laughs> Let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, when you're shooting content, which do you enjoy the most, giving or receiving oral? Um, okay, so as a caveat to that, I like my dick suck in a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, there's, that, there's people who suck the dick where they're just putting their mouth on it and it's just making it wet, and then there's people who are actually sucking the dick. Like, if you're going to suck the dick, suck that motherfucking dick. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then with, like, when you get your ass ate, like, don't just be back there just licking my butt like you a dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, use the tongue. Tongue fuck that hole. What are we doing, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to be rough with me at all, you be rough with the tongue, okay? <laughs> Um, but I fucking love eating ass, bro. Like, getting a fucking rub right in my fucking face. Oh, my God. Like, a fat ass? Oh, my God. I will eat an ass hours. Like, no joke. Like, oh, I enjoy eating a good ass. I don't mind sucking a dick either. You know, sucking a dick has some, um, that could be fun, too. But um, eating that ass, that is that is definitely a top-tier event. Like, you know what I mean? It's like some dude's like, oh, I see a fat ass. Oh, I got to put my dick in there. I'm like, no, that shit needs to be on my fucking face. Ride my face, cowboy. You know what I'm saying? When you're shooting a scene, when you're shooting a collab, what's your favorite sexual position to perform on camera? As a top, as a bottom, and does it equate your favorite position off camera? Um, Yeah, I'll try to be natural, man, like. Again, like, for me, my approach to porn is, like, making it natural. People are just kind of getting a peek inside what you like to do anyway. Um, I would say my favorite position has got to be doggy. Like, doggy style, like, let me hit this shit from the back, hold the waist, you know, pound, 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 that's hot. Um, as a top. Um, as a bottom, I like to ride. Um, I like to get hit from the back. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, the riding is – I really like to ride. Like, I love the best – for me, the best bottoming experience is when, like, you're riding the guy and he's, like, just bouncing you, but he's not, he's, like, it just is bouncing you up on there. Like, oh, my fucking God. Like, and not necessarily their hands, like, they're just using their torso and you just bouncing up in there. Oh, my fucking God. I just say that that is top tier. <laughs> and, of course, we know how a scene ends with the cum shot, the pop shot. In a scene, where's your favorite place to shoot your load? Where's your favorite place to take a load? So, for me, um... You know, to me, I don't know. It just doesn't really matter to me where I come. Like, it doesn't really matter. Um, I'm like, where they want it. Like, I, that's my fact. When I'm about to come, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting close. Where you want it? You know, so it's like whatever they say. Like, you know, put it on my face. Put it in my ass. You know, wherever they want it, I'll shoot it there. Um, but at the bottom, I'm like, just come on my ass. Like, come on my ass. I don't want it, like, on my face. Or come on my chest. That's hot. But um, I don't really like the face or I don't really like getting cummed into. Like, I literally got to be, like, into it. Like, you got to, like. You, you, somebody fucking me and I'm like, come inside me. You didn't did the fucking job. Okay. Kudos to you. <laughs> now let's talk about collabs. Okay. Because I'm sure the listeners might be curious, full disclosure for the listeners. Like, you know, I do like sort of like a, like a short pre-interview type of discussion when I do an interview with a performer and something that you referenced is that you haven't done what you would consider to be like a big deal official collab like you have collaborated with other performers and that sort of stuff but you haven't done something that you feel you know put sort of like a big stamp on like what you're trying to do with your original content so i'm curious to ask you will that sort of official collab happen and who would it be? Do you have, you know, a wish list for who that person will be that where you feel like, okay, this is a collab? So, yeah. Um, so I definitely would. I'm, I'm definitely down to do it. But, um, you know, it's so crazy because, like, I kind of take it like, you know, first it's kind of flirty, but then it's like a business sense to it, too. So I like to, like, kind of, you know, mini interview the people I, who want to collab, you know. And, the, I mean, the vast majority of people just don't say the right shit to me. You know what I mean? It's just like I'm not – I think a lot of people are in it to make the money. You know what I mean? Of course, we're doing it to make money. But it's like I don't look at it as much as this is my main sense of profession. I'm a professional porn star, you know, and so I just need to, you know, hit these marks. It's like, you know, is the vibe right? 
uh, are we going to, do you fuck me the right way? And are you want me to fuck you the right way? All this stuff. And so like, I think the aggression from some of these tops is like really turned me off a lot. And so, um, that's kind of like the reason why I haven't did some of the big names. Cause it's like, you know, um, one, one, you know, a little tidbit for the guys who are trying to start their only fans, you know, one of the best ways to get followers is like, you know, following the popular people and they'll be like every so often they're like, Oh, let's do everybody show their ass or everybody show their dick. So, you know, you drop those pictures on that post. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you guys should collab, and, oh, you guys should do this, and da-da-da-da. And, like, sometimes the person will even be interested in doing it. But then it's like, I don't know, it's like, like, this is one dude in particular, I'm not going to name names, but it's like, it gets to their head. Like, they think, oh, yeah, like, everyone wants me, and da-da-da. And so, yeah, you're going to let me fuck you this way and all this stuff. It's like, bro, it is really not given that. Like, you really need to fucking chill. And so, um a lot of guys just blow it for me. Like, I just, they take shit too personal or they, like, don't realize, like, okay, bro, we are, like, content creators, but, like, I'm still a human being giving you my body. <laughs> like, I'm still letting you have sex with me. Like, so don't, like, like, you're not, this is not something that's, this is a privilege. And not to say, like, a privilege, like, oh, I'm C-spot run, you get the privilege to fuck me. But, like, I'm a human being. I'm letting you fuck me in the ass. Like, <laughs> Like, bro, like, you need to make this shit feel good for me, too. And, like, people be having the wrong idea. So that's, like, the main reason, like, I haven't just jumped into it because a lot of these guys are weird. But um, top, like, literally, if it's any person that I want to collab with, it's fucking Dom Beef. Oh, my fucking God. Like, just watching him fuck those people, bro. I'll be like, oh. Like, it's like you watch porn. Some porn makes you want to top. Some porn makes you want to bottom. That man, I don't care. Like, I literally... <laughs> I don't know what he be doing, but, like, it's something about the way he be stroking that shit. I'm like, bro, I would let this motherfucker do anything to me. Oh, my God, he's so fucking hot. He's so fucking hot. Like, Don Beast, the top tier. Also, the fucking Max Connor, bro. Oh, my God, fucking muscle man. Fucking, ugh. Goodness gracious. Them two at once? Oh, that would be some shit. Like, oh, I definitely have a wish list. I actually made a post. There's a lot of dudes, like, of course, fucking... Uh, Alejo Espina, he's so fucking hot too. Um, but I don't think my dick's big enough for him. And then fucking, what was his ex boyfriend? Daniel. Oh my god, he's so fucking hot too. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of dudes where I'm just like, oh my fucking god, like I would just, I talk of this shit like, no, I don't want you to treat me this way. Them motherfuckers, I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm probably gonna get slutted out. <laughs> but uh, definitely. A couple of guys are on the wish list. Let me say that, okay? I mean, it sounds like it. All right. Listeners, stay (laughs) tuned. Stay tuned. We'll see when it ends up happening, but I feel like it's going to end up happening. At least one of those (laughs) individuals will be all up in your guts, or you will be all up in their guts. Hey, hey, let's flip it. Hey, I'm definitely down for the flip. I love the flip. Like, I'm definitely versatile. Like, you know, I'm mostly the top, but I'm definitely versatile. Like, I'm definitely down for the flip, man. Are there any individuals in the adult industry, whether they're fellow content creators or established performers, that you look up to? Are there any individuals that inspire you with what you're trying to do with your own content and where you want to take it? Um, let's see. How can I say like I said, I love Don Beef. He's just fucking hot. Like, just anything he does. Um, I love, again, Max Connor. I just love how he, uh, like, the one thing I love the most about Max Connor is, like, he just took control of his image in a way. Because his first scenes was, like, bottoming. And he was taking that fucking dick. He was a badass bottom, too, baby. Woo! But um, just, like, I'll never forget, like, I'll forget. Who was it he did that fucking, what video did I see? It was another pop, it was a popular guy. It was like when OnlyFans was kind of first blowing up. And he had like been disappeared from the porn scene for a long time and he came back and he was all buff and he's like topping this dude and I'm like, "Bro, I had no idea." Like, you know what I mean? So, I love that he like kind of took control of it and um you know, he just established his own presence, you know what I mean? And then even creating his own website and kind of taking back control of his image, you know what I mean? Like so many like, I've been approached by, like, actual porn networks, and they're like, yeah, we'll pay you this money. We want you to do this thing. And you, like, ask the questions, like, you know, because I do music, I do dancing and acting. And so you in those realms of, you know, performing, 
you don't even think about it, like you're going to get royalties. You know what I mean? Like every time somebody plays a song, every time somebody watches the movie, you get a royalty. And like the porn industry is like, oh, no, you get 800 bucks and we just use it forever. And I'm like, fuck that. So I definitely love the guys who like create their own website. You know what I mean? So they're in control of all their content. They get all the royalties. They get all the money, you know? Um, who else? And I love the guys too who are like really popular and you never see them having sex. Like, um, my one, the one guy, and he's actually my friend. Oh, what's his name online? It's Brad. Um, Mr. Bradford. Like, he is, he just drips sex appeal. He's just a hot-ass dude. He's, like, got the vintage porn appeal. Like, fuck. You know? And you never see him having sex. You never even see his dick. Like, you just see him being this hot dude, and everybody wants to see more. Everybody wants to, you know what I mean? So I love the guys who can you know, create that fantasy without just giving everything out. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm trying to think, what other guys? I don't know. Those are the top ones that pop in my head. Like, when I first think about, like, who who I looked up to, who I aspire. Um, you know, some people just make hot porn. You know, what can I say? <laughs> Raheem, he, like, kind of took over his own industry, too. He, like, made his own thing, too. So, you know, I like the guys who, like, kind of take control of it. But that's pretty much it. What are your overall goals with what you're trying to do? I know that you sort of referenced that. I mean, in essence, you kind of fell into this. And as we've been talking, you even referenced, you're like, oh, shit, you know, maybe I need to focus on this a little bit because, you know, people are seeing me this sort of type of way and, and these collabs and all this kind of stuff. And you do have such a strong following. I want to ask you, like, what are your plans? Like, do you want to, at a certain point, outside of just doing your own collabs and, you know, collabing with other performers that have established brands and names and that kind of stuff, do you see yourself working with the major studios? Is that something that you would like to do, you know, working with some of the the major production companies in the industry? You know, um, I, you know, I'm just going to say it plain. You know, they're going to have to have a better contract for me. Like, I'm not I'm not young, dumb, and full of cum and just trying to be seen. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's not giving, oh, I got to work for this porn company. And, uh, like, I don't care about that shit. Like, are y'all going to pay me or going to pay me properly and I'm going to continue to get paid? Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so not necessarily unless they come to me with, like, a really good contract. Um, you know, as far as, like, you know, I did fall into it. So it never was, like, a goal, per se. But, you know, I can see this turning into, like, I would love to do, like, a, um, like, even, like, if not sex therapy, um, just having sex talks, you know what I mean? Talking to people about sex, how they came there, blah, 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 what they feel, do they feel like they have to do this, da, 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 da. Um, and then also, like, I kind of want to, like, create a different wave with it. Like, I don't, like I said, I'm kind of turned off with this whole, um, how can I say, like, just the whole slut, 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 slop, 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 oh, fucking pounding hand, fucking foot in my mouth. Like, I'm not, I want to kind of bring back that whole, like, 80s porn vibe where the dudes were just hot, they were freaking, everybody was sucking everybody's dick, and everybody was being pleased. It wasn't about just pleasing one person. Like, I kind of want to, it sounds weird, but I kind of want to, like, reveal that to people. Like, you don't have to just be these people's little rag dolls that get tossed around. Unless you're into that, if that's what you want to do, do it. But, you know, um, I kind of want to change the narrative, if you will, on, you know, what it is to make a scene. You know, it doesn't have to always be um, the most extreme stuff. It doesn't always have to be so aggressive. You know, there is still, you know, even the doctors and therapists and so many different people talk about the, the negative aspect of porn, you know, how it can, you know, cause you to have, you know, unrealistic unrealistic expectations, um, you know, it can drain you a lot, um, it can be addictive and all that stuff. And so kind of, you know, I guess if it's, if, if it's possible trying to redeem that in some way, you know what I mean? Like some of people who are actually having passionate sex, who are into each other, like people feeling good about it, not just people being degraded and like manhandled and stuff. So I guess you know, I just kind of want to create my own lane and kind of change the narrative, I guess, is the easiest way to say it. I like the sound of that. And, I mean, what you said is completely true about how the industry is nowadays. Like, you don't need the major studios. If, if you don't want to or if they don't, you know, meet your demands in regards to what you feel you are worth in regards to pay rate and that kind of stuff, 
I mean, the collabs and the original content really is the way to go nowadays. You know, content on OnlyFans, Just for Fans, and all the various other avenues and platforms that people use to release their content. I mean, that is what's reigning supreme now anyway. Like, anybody that's entering the adult industry today, they don't need the big studios. They can just do it on their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just want to kind of, like, encourage, you know, these young people or whoever is, you know, thinking about getting into this to, to know that. Like, you know what I mean? You can have complete control over what you're doing. You don't have to just sell yourself out. You know what I mean? And so, um, hey, it's a different lane. It's different strokes for different folks. No pun intended. <laughs> yep, you are right about that. Well, now it's time for the big question, a question that um, the listeners always seem to love to know the answer to. How much is C-Spot run packing? Oh, I'm like a good, you know, six, seven. It's about a, probably a six, five, seven. On a good day, maybe bump up to about seven and a half. It's not huge, but it's above average, you know. It gets my, the job uh, done. Friend, huh? It gets the job done. Hey, my friend sees me like, hey, you got boyfriend me. You know, it ain't no huge dick, but hey, it's going to do the fucking job, okay? <laughs> and it's not like little, you know, so I got, you know, I don't have no complaints. You know, I make the bottoms come. Hey, as long if the bottom is busting the nut on the dick, you're doing something right. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of coming, because when you do do a, a shoot, whether it's a collab or it's a solo type of situation, there's always a cum shot for the most part. Do you do anything in particular to make sure the cum shot looks good for the camera? Um, I honestly don't. Um, it was funny the other day me and my buddy were trying to collab and he's like going way too hard. I'm like, all right, buddy, I can't take it anymore. We got to chill. Like we got the shot, like get the fuck off me. And so <laughs> he's like, but we got to do the cum shot. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. And so, you know, we were like trying to like make a fake cum shot and it just, it just went totally left. <laughs> but I do know there are techniques, you know, there's like pills you can take and certain things you can change in your diet where you like. Because I've seen certain people come, and it's like, bro, that is literally insane. Like, how the fuck is that much fucking baby batter shooting about it? It's like literally batter, like, fuck. But, you know, um, it's about your diet and stuff like that. But me, I've always kind of been a big comer. Um, mine isn't particularly super thick, but I definitely come a lot. So I usually don't even have to, like, prep. I just try not to jack off a couple of days, you know. And then I'm usually shooting. Let's talk about your original content. What type of content can the listeners expect to see if they were to subscribe on to your OnlyFans? All right, so I do a lot of, I love to, like, bounce my butt. Like, I love jiggling my booty around. Um, I do a lot of booty content. Um, as far as the, the, like I said, I'm predominantly a top, so there's a lot more topping content on there. Um, and then there's some clips of the um, bottoming content, too. What I've been trying to... You know, I do, I will say, you know, like I said, I, I do do it more as a peek into my own personal life. But, you know, you still got to do, you do have to appease the fans. You know, these people are paying their money. This is their hard-earned money. So you do want to make them feel like they're getting something um, for what they're paying for. You know, my membership is super cheap. Um, and so for me, I do a lot of, like, preview clips on the on the main page. And then a lot of the videos are for sale. Um, but, you know, you got a little bit of everything. I got some dildo stuff on there. Um, again, a lot more topping and some solo things, um, jacking off, coming all over myself. Um, it's more solo than partnered up, but you know, you get your bank for your buck and you know, I'm definitely open for customs and stuff like that. You know, I encourage people like, I think there's a lot of things people don't realize, like a lot of content creators will do the custom stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, why don't you have this video or why don't you have this? It's like, well, I don't necessarily think that's hot, but if you want me to do it, I mean, maybe I'll do it. You know what I mean? So I'm definitely open for requests, whatever they like to see. <laughs> How often do you update it? How often do you post new uh, updates? So I try to post every day, if not every, uh, like at least two to three times a week. You know, of course, life happens, and sometimes you just get tired and um, the one, the best friend anybody can have doing any social media is the, the scheduling posts. Like, oh my God, that just saves your life. But I definitely try to update it. It's definitely at least, at least once a week. But, um, I try to put something on every day. Like if I post a video on Twitter, uh, most likely the, the longer version is already posted on OnlyFans. Like I'll do a video, 
post it on OnlyFans and then post a clip on Twitter to kind of like um, funnel people into the page. Something that's been happening recently on OnlyFans that I want to get your take on as a content creator is OnlyFans, you know, they have been doing this thing where they are like consistently updating their terms of service and there are a lot of content creators that, you know, let's say they go to bed, they upload, you know, the hotness and then all of a sudden they wake up the next morning and their entire account has been deleted. I'm just wondering as someone that, you know, is, you know, incredibly popular and, you know, you are, as you mentioned, you know, posting content multiple times a week, are you ever at all, like, worried about something like that happening to you and basically seeing your entire account just vanish because of OnlyFans not approving of a clip or something? I mean, yeah, I mean, goodness, I mean, any account, you know what I mean? If you've worked to, like, build the shit up, like, you know, some people who are, like, so popular, like, they get the account deleted, like, the next day they make another one, they get, like, half the followers they had on the first one, you know? Um, but it's definitely a concern. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a part of my income, um, and it's just kind of scary, you know what I mean, because those appeal processes can be crazy. You never know if they're going to give it back to you. Um, one thing I run into a lot is, like, because, you know, like I said, you'll, you'll collab with some random dude, and then they're like, oh, you have to tag them and stuff. And so that's kind of a hassle because sometimes the people don't want to um, – like, they don't want to create an account, and they don't want to be tagged. And so it's like you have to navigate how to get around that. And But, you know, I haven't – the only time I had a video, like, taken down, it was like – and it was so random. Like, I just was – like, I went to the bathroom, I was peeing. And, you know, some people like to see that. I'm not into water sports. Like, you know, I don't want to pee on anybody. But, you know, I know people like it, so I'm like, whatever. I'll just do a video of me peeing. And that, like, got completely de- deleted. So um, I think it's just important to, to know what's allowed and what's um, – was prohibited but i think that's why a lot of people are um creating their own websites and even going i've heard that just for fans is way more lenient with that type of stuff so um you know it's definitely a concern but there's ways around it um you know and, and there's different avenues in order to uh you know post your videos and post your content so i would say you know people should just be aware make sure they read those things a lot of that stuff is kind of confusing but make sure you're reading and check those notifications because I know um, – I remember the first time I started seeing it, like, this video has been deposted because it wasn't tagged. And so it's easy to, like, you know, just log into the account and just check if anyone's paid you or if you've got a message. But, like, people need to make sure they're checking those notifications because um, I think it looks better to the platform if you're responding to it and kind of changing what you're doing or, like, you know, making sure you're tagging people as opposed to, like, letting that shit rack up and then you get, like, um, you know, you got multiple, uh, you know, most, multiple notifications of you doing something that they don't approve of, and then that makes it harder for you to get your account back, or it makes it easier for it to get deleted. So it's definitely concerning, but, um, you know, like the people I said I look up to, you know, they kind of got their own stuff. So um, maybe that'll be, maybe that'll be the next thing. You know, people just making all their own websites. What part of your body gets the most attention on social media? Hands down, my ass, ass. As, 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 as. They are in love with my cheeks. You know, like I said, you know, I'm a black dude, so, you know, it's the stereotype. Is we all supposed to have these King Kong dicks. And so, unfortunately, I don't have the King Kong, you know. Um, but so they love the ass. They love my ass. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I still get some love with my dick stuff, but they, like, my ass is the thing. They love the cheeks in the hole. <laughs> I do have huge balls, though. I will say that. <laughs> Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about C-Spot Run. Um, I mean, that, that could go a lot of different ways. One thing that's kind of random is that uh, I'm a sign language major. So um, in the past life, I was going to be a sign language interpreter. I've actually been thinking about picking it back up. Um, so I do know um, pretty fluent at American Sign Language. Um, another thing that's unique, I am a huge video game nerd, like anime, video games, comic books, all that. I am a nerd. Like, I love it. Spend so much of my time, um, playing video games and watching anime and stuff like that. Literally love it. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty random. <laughs> Describe yourself in 10 words or less. 10 words or less. I am the vitiligo renaissance man, Okay. <laughs> I like it. Um, Love that you made a sentence. <laughs> kind of a jack of all trades, if you will.
Yes, awesome. As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. The first question in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? All right, so of course, we got to give it to number one, Golden Girls. Like, I watch that shit over and over and over. Like, it's my comfort show. Literally watch the entire season started over. Like, I'll get to season six, and I'm like, okay, it's, it's too, it happened too fast. Back to season one. Fucking Golden Girls, okay? <laughs> um, I love The Mandalorian and all the new Star Wars shows. Those are pretty cool. Um, old school sitcom, Third Rock from the Sun. Love that. Um, as far as anime, Demon Slayer is fucking epic. Makes me cry all the time. Like, such a ride. Love that show. Um, let me think. Another TV show. Hmm. Oh, I love, um, I love those, like, crime suspense shows where they're, like, trying to figure out who killed people. You know, like, the investigation discovery shows. Like, he never knew that Tim was going to come around and be the person to stab him in the back. I just love the fucking, the narration always kills me. And I love Law & Order SVU. Oh, my God. What? Olivia Benson? Oh, that's my girl. <laughs> Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Um, Missy Elliott. Um, love her. Uh, George Michael, gotta give it to him. TLC, loved them. Um, music artist, all time, all time. TLC, damn, it's so hard to pick favorites. Um, I like her a lot. Um, and there's this new guy named Abel Hart. He's like an upcoming guy. I love him. Oh, and then my friend Santi. Santi is fucking, uh, He's an upcoming guy, too. He's a, a Latino artist. I love him, too. What are three of your most favorite films? Favorite film of all time is The Fifth Element. Um, what else do I like? Like, no joke, like Jurassic Park, the original. That is still, like, a great movie. Love watching that. And then I'm definitely, uh, I definitely love Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, the whole trilogy. That's I love the Lord of the Rings. What are two foods you can't live without? Cheeseburgers and sushi. Oh. <laughs> and hands down. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? Mm, I mean, shit, man. You know, once you start doing porn, what is considered a guilty pleasure? But <laughs> um. Guilty pleasure. Mm. I would say, like, spending hours playing video games when I know I got shit to do. It's, like, terrible, but, you know, hey, what can I say? Oh, I'll give you one. Guilty pleasure. Singing songs from, like, childhood movies. <laughs> Be, like, three in the morning, my neighbors are, like, pounding on my wall, and I'm, like, singing songs from Rockadoodle. Like, what is happening? <laughs> what are you currently binging? Are you currently binge-watching anything? Um... Not necessarily. Again, like I said, I watch Golden Girls all the time. Um, I think, yeah, I've been I've been binging that fucking in, um, investigation uh, discovery, man. This is one, the show called, in, uh, what's it called, Unlikely Suspects. And it's just like, oh, they just lead you all around the Mulberry Bush. And it's like, what? I would have never thought it was Emma Kilder. But look, I've been watching that like crazy. What's next for C-Spot Run? What can the listeners and your fans expect from you in the near future, what's coming up? So I will be releasing some music. Uh, of course, my Instagram and my friend who's like a manager, he like tells me I'm doing it all backwards because I have like my porn side is branded one way and then like my regular Instagram and music is branded a different way. Um, but I will be dropping an album and some music videos here coming soon. Um, yeah, that's going to be coming up pretty soon here. Uh, within the next year, I'll be dropping some music. So you can stay Congratulations. Very awesome. Major props to you. I appreciate it, man. You're welcome. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, all of the important links on where they can get your content? So, again, all my uh, sex stuff is under C-Spot Run <clears throat> um, on all the platforms. Well, no, just on um, Twitter and Instagram or Twitter and um, OnlyFans at C-Spot Run. But then if you want to just see me as a model or see my music that is actually under Scoobin Von Dubin, 
So that's uh, that's on all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. I used to have a better TikTok, but it's a funny story, actually. I used to um, use TikTok, and I would, like, you know, make videos, but then I would post them privately so I can, like, just download them and put them on OnlyFans. And one day I accidentally, like, posted, like, my whole ass and my dick, and it was, like, there went my TikTok. So now I have, like, 200 followers on it. But, um, yeah, TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff, Scoob and Von Dugan. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in? Well, I would like to say thank you guys. I truly appreciate you guys taking the time to invest in me. It really means a lot. You guys help me pay my bills. You're inspiring on those days. You know, it sounds weird and kind of corny, but, you know, sometimes you're just having a bad day. You feel like shit. And it makes you feel a little better that you could just post a booty picture and everybody likes it. So, <laughs> um Feel free to comment. Please reach out to me in my DMs. Um, if you want to hear more music or anything, I've got the links for you. And um, I would love to hear any feedback that you guys have for me. I appreciate you guys. I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview, C-Spot Run. Hey, no problem, man. I appreciate you for uh, giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Of course. And the door's open for more. Whenever you want to come back to update the listeners on what you've been up to, you know, if you end up landing one of those big names that you want as your first official big deal collab. Certainly, you know, you can come on and share the news uh, with the listeners and with your fans. Oh, for sure. I'm like stalking Dom Beef at this point. I'm like, I just need a ticket to New York. (laughs) All right now. Well, yes, you have an open invitation whenever you want to come back. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. I'll be back for sure. Fantastic. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One-on-One with Papi Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One-on-One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychularadio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one-on-one. That's at poppychulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. And with that, C-Spot Run and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night. Thanks for listening to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>